This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt. Got a whole lot to get to on the program today. We're going to recap an amazing victory over Ware County from Friday night. Thousands of people in the stands, thousands of people tuning in online as well to catch what was just an epic game uh, between 4A and 5A power. So we'll recap that. But first, uh, just a little bit of business to get to. The game against Burke County coming up this week has been moved from Friday night to Thursday night. Again, that's at Burke. And the time for kickoff is going to be 6.30 coming up on Thursday. Just want to go ahead and mention that uh, for anybody listening right now. If you're planning to make the trip to the game, it's going to be at 6.30 on Friday. But again, a massive win for the Cadets over Ware County on Friday night. And to recap that game and to look ahead to Burke Joining us on the program, as always, the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, you've had a weekend to digest it, man. Just an epic game back and forth. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was a tremendous game and a, a great atmosphere. I mean, just everything everybody loves about high school football. Uh, a lot of quality football players on, on both teams. A lot of D1 prospects on both teams. So uh, just, um, just a fun environment to, to be in. And coach, I kind of want to reset the stage for maybe the fans that weren't there or didn't hear about this one. Uh, Ware County came in undefeated, have all-world quarterback there, and Thomas Castellanos, a guy who can just makes you look silly in the open field, and have some big guys, uh, receiver and running back, and it just been playing extremely well. I believe we're the number two ranked team in 5A coming into this football game against you guys who had won two in a row, uh, trying to really starting to catch your stride a little bit on offense. So it had all the makings of a huge game and completely lived up to the hype. Uh, coach, again, y'all win that one 49-42, to 42, and it, it went down to the wire to the very end. But coming into this one, what were the conversations on both sides of the ball about how you guys had to attack Ware County? Because I think that was the biggest takeaway was it, it seemed like an attacking game plan on both sides. Uh, yeah, definitely, and that's what we had said, and you know that's kind of our our motto for this year, um, in, including myself as the head coach. In those decisions, is you know we're going to attack. We're just going to we're going to get after it. We're going to go. We're going to we're going to go play to win football games, and 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 that's kind of developed out of the way the season started. Is we we felt like we were playing not to lose, um, and and I, I guess that's kind of normal when you come off a year where you. You, you have success. You, you, you don't quite make it where you want. You, you return most of your players, so they think, okay, it's just gonna, we're gonna go and work hard, do our thing, and it's gonna happen. Well, that's not how it works. So, um, we've developed a kind of attack mindset. We knew in order to, to beat a team like Ware, that's what we we're gonna have to do, both offensively and defensively, and, and that's what we did. Uh, you know, also, you know, with the the play calling, the the decisions as far as whether to go for it, to to, to you know punt and those sort of things. Let's let's go out there and attack. And coach, we're going to dive into what the offense was able to do because Holden Garner had a historic night. Zaquan Bryant and Justin Thomas maybe had the best nights of their career, just stepping up with huge plays. Uh, but I want to kind of football nerd out for a second with y'all's defensive game plan because in the first half, I'm not going to lie. There was a few times where I was yelling at Kevin saying, man, why are, why are we playing man coverage right now? Why are we playing man? Because it seemed like 
every single time you guys would come out, and man, Thomas Castellanos would see the back of a DB's jersey, and he was taken off that way again. Super dangerous quarterback. And then in the second half, seems like you guys sat in a lot more, just eight guys sitting back, sending three, and playing zone coverage. <clears throat> yes, definitely. We were trying to mix it up a little bit there, and and um, trying to heat him up a little bit when we were playing man, um, which is easier said than done with sure. Castellanos. But um, uh, so yeah, and he was definitely being able to, to to run then when he would see that and, and get out of there. So yeah, in the second half, got to you know a little bit more of just sitting in a zone and and Coach Housen you know said um, that that he wanted to make to frustrate Castellanos a little bit, make him think he had to do everything, but you know, had to do it with his arm and, and, um, you know, sitting back in those zones, you know, he's, it, it worked because we were able to pick him off three times. Well, I'll say the, the one thing and maybe negative about sitting back in zone and only sending three is you lose a little bit of aggressiveness when it comes to stopping the run uh, and Cartavius Norton, their big running back. He's, he's, it's, it's always something like that, right? Where we're talking about the two quarterbacks. We're talking about y'all skill guys and their wide receivers. It's always the person we don't talk about, which seems crazy when you saw how big that dude was, but he seemed like really the biggest thorn in the side for the defense. It was. I mean, you're trying to you know control the entire field, and, and uh, we knew he was really good. And, um, you know, it's frustrating a little bit that, that I get that he's going to bust through, and, and sometimes, you know, a backer's going to get blocked or they – they, you know, don't scrape over the top or that sort of thing. But when we're in zone, one of the two safeties have to get him on the ground, and we weren't able to do that a couple times. And we've got to—that's one thing that we're definitely going to have to work on, and and, and make sure. Okay, he, he he busts off 15, maybe 20 yards, but we get him on the ground. And coach Holden Sapp obviously committed to Auburn, and or excuse me, Auburn uh, Army. The other Holdens committed to Auburn. Uh, he's obviously a really good football player, but I thought. Friday, we got to see how, I don't say intellectual, but cerebral maybe he is at the position he plays because on the interception, he was kind of playing mind games with Castellanos, kind of stepped up like he was going to take away the flat and then dropped back and got the interception. And then on the sack, he just, he timed up the blitz so perfectly that Castellanos and the left tackle had no idea he was coming. I, I thought that was the best performance of the season we've seen from Holden Sapp. Yeah, definitely it was. And you're right on what you're saying there in both cases is he's this is his third year starting, um, third year in that position, even though after his first year we transitioned from a 4-3 to a 3-4. His, <clears throat> his position pretty much has remained the same. Uh, so he's learned, you know, the tricks of the trade, so to speak, and, and you know, how to show things and, 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 you know, and then give something else and that sort of thing. So he, he did really good. In both of those scenarios, he was, he was getting to the mental aspect of the game. All right, Coach, flipping over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we were talking before we came on the air here. Holden Garner, 31 of 42, 448 yards and three touchdowns. Did have the one interception uh, where it was a tip ball trying to fit into a tight window. And then on the ground, three additional touchdowns as well. Six touchdowns, uh, almost 500 total yards for your quarterback. I mean, they talk about big-time players making big-time plays. More so than that, I just thought it was a guy – growing to the moment and just being honestly bigger than the moment. Definitely. And I agree with you on that. What you're saying is he, he came out, he had a different look in his eye. Um, you, you can tell the first time, if you go back and look that first run he had where he, he dropped back the pass, it wasn't there. He saw it and he, he took off. It was a different level. Um, I think he knew you know, the, the moment he knew that he was playing against another D1 guy and 
and he wanted to win that one. And uh, so, you know, he's got to keep that mentality the rest of this year and in order for us to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And coach, some uh, some additional wrinkles from the offense. First of all, I thought really the, the tempo and the way you guys were able to throttle on and off was really interesting and really cool to be able to have success doing that both ways, going up-tempo and then going back and wait, late, letting your defense get a little bit of a rest by slowing down the tempo. But also, splitting old Luke Cromanhawk out wide. I mean, backup quarterback, starting safety, and now uh, I guess playing kind of the wide position out wide by himself, but he had a big night. He did. Luke had a, had a tremendous night and um, on, 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 and everything, and he's on a, all the special teams too. So um, I may, may have to work him off a couple of those. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that was the plan. Is is you know he got gotten used to the safety position and, and get him over there and use him. He's the type of guy that you just want competing. That's all he wants to do is compete. He doesn't care. I can tell you, Luke, if we put him in at nose guard, he would go in there and fight like crazy and would never say one word. <laughs> he just uh, you know that's just how he is. He loves to compete, and uh, he's the type of guy you want you want fighting for you. And, and Coach, just looking at the way or what he was able to bring to the offense, we were kind of talking about this last week. It just seems like that offense was one more wide receiver away, right? You have Justin Thomas out wide. You have Zaquan Bryan or Justin Thomas in the backfield. It just seemed like it was one more pass catcher away from really stretching out the defense. What did y'all see in practice, or is that just something you knew you could go to if you needed to? It's been developing, and then Coach Phillips, I think, finally just, just made a decision um, you know that that's what we wanted to do, and you're right. I mean, it, it, it changes things when you got a guy, and and Luke is deceptively fast as well. So um, I think it can really it's going to be really hard on defenses now to to who do you, you you can't double up anybody. You double up Quan, you have JT coming from everywhere. They put JT, and then now you got Luke out there as well. It's pretty dangerous. And coach, obviously, none of this possible without the play of your offensive line and, and just two sacks given up. And I thought at least one of those, a coverage sack, uh, where Holden got a little indecisive with his throws. But for the most part, uh, I saw five guys stonewalling a defensive line there. I thought they played an excellent game. They did play a very good game. We talked about that. I talked about that with Coach Coleman after the game. And, uh, and, and of course, he's always like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> and actually, in our meeting uh, yesterday, uh, he said that they – graded out fairly well, which you know is offensive lineman graded out fairly well. So yeah. sixty five. But um uh but he 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 actually saw him smile. So <laughs> they they played well. I thought they played really hard and played played as a unit and uh and did a fine job. Yeah a big forty nine to forty two win over Ware County improves the cadets to three and two on the season as they get ready for a big road trip. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, wrap up this Ware County game and look ahead to next week's opponent. We'll do all that next right here on the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Big game coming up this Friday as your cadets head to take on Burke. But, Coach, wrapping up uh, that Ware County game, I thought it was interesting at the end because you guys were up two touchdowns and no one in the stadium, including Kevin and I, thought that game was over playing such a dangerous offense. What's your philosophy uh, as a coaching staff, and what's the strategy that goes into, yeah, we're up two touchdowns and there's only two minutes left, but we know this team can score really fast? Uh, yes, it was, there was two minutes and 55 seconds left, so almost three minutes. Yep. Um, I have to be completely honest and say that I was, I was saying, Let, let's run the clock, run the clock, 
And then I heard uh, Coach DePhillips call down the play, and I turned around and I said, oh, my God, I hope it works. <laughs> and walked off. So I have to give all credit to Coach DePhillips and Coach Coleman and the offensive staff on that one because um, – that that was not what I was thinking. Now, of course, uh, you know I could veto that. I could have stopped it and said, "No, that's not what we're going to do." I I didn't do it, but uh, I was I was very nervous about it. To be honest with you. Good and just a big forty-nine to forty-two win there, coach, over a really good football team. What can a win like that during the season do for your team as they start getting ready for region play? Because I know we we hear springboard games all the time, but what can a win like that mean to your team? It should it should mean that that is how good we can play and that is how good we can be. Um, and if we continue to work like we work and, and play like that, uh, you know, our goals are we can, we can reach our goals. But um, it can go the opposite way too. And uh, we can sit back and be proud of that and, and that could be the only thing we do this year. So we have to make sure that is not the case. We have to make sure, it. yeah, we, we're proud of it. And, you know, today we'll uh, – We'll finish up. We'll watch the film. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the good things. And, and of course, there's a lot of things that we didn't do well, and we can learn from those. And then, boom, you got to cut it and move on. And that's exactly what we'll do. Well, Coach, I have to imagine one of the things you guys will be talking about is open field tackling. And I know a lot of that has to do with who you were playing, but you're going to see players like that if you're getting to the level of the playoffs that you guys want to get to. Yeah, definitely we have to uh, – you have to get better at that. Now, I thought at times we, we did it really well, um, but but we've got to get better at that and, and quit diving. Now, the problem with that is 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 how do you how do you do that? How do you really prepare for that? There's none of the guys we have on scout team can really prepare us for that. Justin Thomas can, but I don't want to be tackling Justin Thomas sure. at all this week. So we're going to continue to we're going to talk about it. You can see it on film. All right, so that's one thing. And we will go out there and continue to work tackling, but it's just really hard to to, to work on that, uh, you know, without getting people hurt. I was going to say, I don't know if this was a coaching point last week, but I thought y'all did a really good job using that 12th defender, the old sideline, a lot as an extra friend. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, and that just it, you, you play into that as players. We talk about it, and that's why we do so much film study. We, we constantly are working the guys, but um, – but I think they're learning how to use, you know, how to play with each other, how to play as a unit, how to use the sidelines, how to, you know. I saw all of that starting to come to fruition this week and, and, and hopefully will continue to grow in that area. Well, Coach, another undefeated team. This time you guys are on the road to take them on Burke County, 3-0 uh, and on the season. They've already taken down 6A Richmond Hill to start the season. Maybe a little bit different Burke County than we saw last year. Uh, definitely. I think last year, uh, you know, we came out and, and, and um, blew up the clock on them last year. And I think that had a lot to do. They'd been out for COVID and just a different year. And they hadn't had a whole lot of practice time when they came in. So we have to be aware of that. They are a different team. Well coached. Coach Parker does a great job with them, has for years. And and uh, they're always have, they always have a big line of scrimmage and will come in and be able to run the football. So we have to be able to to flip it real quick and be ready for a tough, another tough physical game. Um, again, uh, I need to fire the person that made this schedule. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that, man, because uh, uh, Danny Britt seems like an untouchable to me, so good luck with that. But man, three... he, needs, he needs the paycheck, I can assure you that. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
But the Bears, like I said, Coach, undefeated. What have they been able to do well this season? Because, again, taking down Richmond Hill, a team that won their region last year in 6A, that's nothing to shake your head at from a 3A team. Yeah, they're, they're again, a good quality program. They're going to have a great weight program. they got a lot of kids out. Eric does a good job with them. They run the football, and that's what they do well. And they have guys, a lot of guys that can do them. Another thing they do well is play a lot of guys. They will rotate in a whole lot of guys in and keep them fresh. So uh, they're going to they're going to run the ball, play good defense, and, uh, and and play have good special teams and make you earn everything. And, and that's what Eric's done. He's been doing this a long time. And one of the unique challenges, coach, and uh, being a head coach is just managing the emotions of not just your your players but your staff uh, and the program in and of itself. You guys coming off of a massive win, just an emotional, emotionally draining win that went down to the wire. Now all of a sudden you're playing a 6.30 game on a Thursday. How do you kind of manage the emotions and get ready for another big game? Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about this yesterday in a staff meeting, and, you know, I think the biggest thing is just be real with them. I mean, that's just it. Just have to state it. The fact, yeah, I wish we could have a Monday you know, where we could come out and, and work, but, but also still kind of be celebrating that and talking about the good things, but we can't. We play Thursday, so we have to be ready to go. We're going to have to get a great work day in today, tomorrow, and Wednesday uh, be able to go play this game, a good, tough team on Thursday. And on that, it's going to be Thursday at 630. I doubt it'll be a big crowd, you know, coming off of last week and, you know, a, a large crowd. That was a great environment. You know, but you know, that's what great teams do. They they go play and play like they're supposed to. And hopefully, now that we've flipped that script, so to speak, we will continue to play like that every week. Uh, if, you, if you can't make the trip, which we highly encourage you to do, you can listen live right here on ESPN Radio Savannah 104.3 or online at ESPNCoastal.com. Listen along as your cadets take on Burke County. Uh, but, Coach, I do have some reports out there that saying uh, uh, you – were the one that made it a Thursday night game because you just wanted to get up to game day on Saturday because you knew Arkansas was going to take down Texas A&M and we were going to have an undefeated matchup in Athens. <laughs> no, that is not the case. Uh, definitely would have. I'd have still been there, so don't worry about it. I, I don't have to sleep. We we've learned that. But um, uh, no, we had to move it because of uh, uh, we had to move that originally because of COVID and they just want enough officials. So Eric called me last week about that, but I. Uh, uh, no, but uh, we'll definitely be up there for, for game day, and, and um, I'm guessing they're going to keep it at 12. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I think it's too late to move that one, but there, there's no way in heck you guys are playing this game on a Saturday, right? No, I really didn't <laughs> want to do that. I, I want to be up there, and I want, I want to see this with my, my daughter. And I mean, that's pretty special stuff. For sure. Uh, I'd like to be there. Um, but, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited about that for, for them. And, and that, it's going to be a massive matchup. And, and uh, you know, I, that's exciting. I'm excited that Arkansas is playing at the level they're playing at. Yeah, Coach Pittman doing a great job with the Razorbacks. Well, Coach, we'll let you get out of here, man. We appreciate the time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you up there at Burke on Thursday and highly encourage all the fans to get up there as well. But, again, really appreciate you taking the time and congrats on the big win. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll be back with more on the Danny Britt Show after this. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah Christian Gokel wrapping things up here uh, following another big win for the Cadets and one of the stars of that matchup, Ben Hollerback. Safety for your Cadets. Ben, thanks for taking the time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. 
And just first of all, man, what, what was the locker room like after that win? I know emotional game back and forth went down to the last drive where you guys had to pick up a first down to seal the deal. What was the locker room like after that win? Uh, it was almost as you can imagine. It was electric. There was a big dance party. Coach Britt was having fun. It was awesome. Uh, and just a uh, massive performance uh, from both sides of the ball. I know a lot of people see 42 points. And they're like, maybe the defense didn't play that well, but it's just two really good offenses. And it seemed almost like tennis. Whoever would break serve was going to be the one who won. And you guys, uh, during the middle of that game, from the last drive of the first half into the first two drives for aware of the second half, y'all secondary had three interceptions. And that started with you in the first half. Uh, just walk us through that play, man. You're just sitting at your high safety position and able to come up with the interception. Yes, sir. I was just lurking back there. I saw him going for the post, and Tom was running down the clock, so I knew he'd try a deep shot. He threw it up, and I just went up and got the ball and tried to get us as far as I could downfield for our offense to try and score some more points. And then a little bit later in the game, as you guys are up big, Ware County mounting a comeback, and you're able to come up with one of the biggest stops of the game they're trying to pick up the first down. They throw the ball right at the sticks, and it looked like it was a completion, but you were able to separate the guy from the ball. Yes, sir. That was a huge, huge play. I thought he caught it at first, so I thought it was a fumble, but it ended up being an incomplete pass, and that was huge. And just able to sit back from that safety position and read it. Tell us about this defense, man. I know uh start of the season wasn't the way you guys wanted to play, uh, and then you come back with three straight wins. How have you seen this defense grow? Uh, we've been growing every day at practice. We just go in, consistently work hard. The line's getting better. Linebackers are young, but they're there. We're doing good. we got leaders, Holden Sapp, Justin Thomas, Matt Cromanhawk. They just do their best, and they lead the team, and we're all in here to win, so we all got the same idea. And another big game coming up, but this one on a short week, 6.30 at Burke County on Thursday. Uh, how do you guys get prepared for that on a short week? Uh, quick week, so we just go hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go hard every day at practice, keep working, and just keep doing what we've been doing and try and get this another win. Again, we're catching up with Ben Hollerback, safety for your cadets. And Ben, I know you guys are laser focused on the season right now, man, but uh, some offers rolling in from you. What schools uh, have you been talking to about going to play after you get done here at BC? Uh, I've been talking to like Amherst, Williams, some of the Northeast schools. I talked to Harvard, Yale, and I'm going to try and talk to Furman. Listen, you say Harvard and Yale. I gotta ask, how's that GPA looking? It's good. Probably like 4.0. Okay, yeah, that'll work. That's uh, way smarter than I ever was. Ben Hollerbach joining us here on the Danny Bridge Show. Ben, we really appreciate the time, man. Congrats on the huge win over Ware, and good luck the rest of the season. I know we'll definitely have you back on, man. Looking forward to seeing some more big hits. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Danny Bridge Show. Again, the cadets at Burke County coming up on Thursday. That one is a 6 30 kick. You can hear it live right here on ESPN Radio Savannah 104.3 or online at ESPNCoastal.com.